0: Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. In conjunction with The Renner Chronicle, it's the preview show with Matt Joy. Hi Matt, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm very well, Paul, how are you? Ah, not too bad, not too yes. bad,
0: yes, uh, been an event for a week. Uh, mentioned that a little bit later, a bit of in-house advertising, always a good <laughs> thing, isn't it Matt? <laughs> don't
1: blame you, don't blame you at all. Right.
0: So we're going back now a little bit and have a look at the game. First of all, against Wiccan Wanderers. Um, we had a podcast and we called it Ugly But Beautiful. Uh, do you think that's a fair summary there, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that Paunovic kind of admitted after the game was perhaps Reading were guilty a little bit of underestimating Wickham. Um, which, I, yeah, I think in the first half you could see that I think the passing was sloppy. It was just struggling to deal with Wickham's press. Um, it would, to be honest, the passing was a thing that was really worrying me. It was just every, every sort of second, third ball seemed to be going astray. But credit where it's due. You know, things did change after after the half the time break, and I thought the substitutes um, were absolutely inspired and they were brilliant.
0: Yeah, all of them that came on had a massive impact. But also the goal from Lucas Zhao. Um The pass itself from Liam Moore was brilliant as well, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and we've seen that a bit more from from Liam Moore. I mean, it's nice to see that kind of variety in Reading's play now because um, you normally would expect Reading to sort of go through the thirds. But then once in, you know, every 10 attacks or whatever it may be, we'll go route one. And I think that's that's something that obviously Parunovic has implemented. Uh, something that I'm a big fan of because it does make it, as you saw, one one ball split the defence. And But, you know, credit to Lucas Zhao, taking it out of the air in that way, out-muscling two defenders and then what a finish. I mean, that is what I think is everything that's good about Lucas Zhao pretty much summed up in one goal.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the first half he was falling over in every second, wasn't he? <laughs> but...
1: Yes, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was. I was a bit bemused in the first half. Um, it, yeah, Lukashev certainly wasn't at his best, and then when Matej missed the uh, the sister at the end, I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be one of those days. But um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a struggle first half, shall we say? But then again, you know, we, we say it was a struggle, but even during the first half, the defence looked really, really good. That that was pretty you know, pretty consistent throughout the whole game. So it was just, it was just sort of, you know, moving the ball. So I actually thought sometimes Reading tried to move the ball too quickly. Um, when the passing wasn't going away, it just looked a bit rushed and it looked a bit hurried. And you just thought, just, you know, okay, we've had a difficult 20-minute start. Let's just take it down, just keep the ball for, you know, a couple of minutes. But Wickham credit to them, really made it difficult, especially in the first half to do that.
0: Yeah, totally, Wickham. Um, they've got zero quality up front now. I mean, they've got nothing there at all. Um, yeah, they might yeah. have had a lot of shots, but would I would say only one of them was on target and the rest were about 10 or 15 yards off target. So yeah, they're a the, tough we...
1: lot,
0: I find, Matt. I know you've got a little bit of a soft <laughs> but... I do, I
1: do. I mean, I, I know there are a lot of people down there, and I know Gareth, and I, I did actually, as, as Gareth was sort of leaving the press conference room, I just sort of said, you know, I'm lucky today, Gaz, and... You just the look on his face I felt so sorry for him because he just he's like oh thanks and he just looks so resigned I thought oh I just I really want it to go well for them um, and I know I did predict on the uh on the podcast ahead of the season that I thought they would stay up so for my own sake as well <laughs> to, to avoid looking uh, to avoid having that dragged out uh in a few months time it would be nice but no I, you're completely right I mean Reading didn't really despite you know being backs against the wall there was very few moments when he thought you know, it was kind of squeaky bum time. There was an, uh, an Omni Dimmer had an effort, which was well saved by Raphael. Aside from that, yeah, you're completely right. They they look completely bereft of sort of ideas going forward as well as sort of execution.
0: Well, I think this weekend is going to be a lot tougher against Rotherham United. What do you think, Matt?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, Rotherham are one of those clubs because they're a bit of a yo-yo club that perhaps Reading fans will look at and think, you know, a, another easy three points. It's, I don't think that'll be the case at all. I mean, you look at... Some of their results, their last two results, picked up a draw away at Forest, which is, you know, no mean feat, and lost against uh, Norwich City, I believe, at home, but they were down to 10 men. So, I mean, you know, they they haven't haven't scored many goals this year, but then again, they haven't conceded a huge amount either there. They look reasonably solid, and I don't think necessarily it will be um, as easy as a game as perhaps some people may be thinking on paper.
0: Yeah, they sit 17th in the league. They've got one win and three draws and two losses. And like you say, they are the ultimate yo-yo club, but they haven't beaten Reading at Elm Park, Mudaisky Stadium, whichever way you want to put it, since 1977, Matt. That was well, a long, long time ago. They hate playing us in Reading.
1: I'll be honest, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that, so uh, thank you very much for, <laughs> for raising that one. Yeah, no, I think it was last year, I remember Njore got the goal, uh, got one of the goals. Yeah, uh, these sort of records the only thing I would be a bit bit wary of is when you, when you then raise the record, that's when the record goes. So hopefully that won't be the case. But yeah, I think, you know, historically they, they've never been a club that's been sort of pushing for the, in my lifetime, certainly in, in my time watching Reading when we've been in just, you know the second tier, they've always been a club sort of down towards the, you know, the, the bottom end of it. But as you said, they don't concede a huge amount of goals. And I think that's when clubs do line up like that, uh, especially the Bedeski, uh, albeit okay we got through it Barnsley and, and Wickham in the first half especially when it is a, a solid defense that Reading are coming up against and teams that might not have the creative flair of others but uh, have that sort of st- st- strong foundation that is when as I've, as I've said numerous times on this podcast that's when I sometimes you think you just need the one goal but the longer the game goes on you often see I think I've often seen or I've often felt I've seen this this year that clubs have built in confidence, or teams have built in confidence, the longer the game goes on. So, I think it would be imperative that Reading get off to a, a good start and try and, you know, break that down before, before sort of, rather build that base to, to, to sort of develop on during the game.
0: We're top of the league. Everything should be glorious. Everything should be wonderful. But we've had the game against Middlesbrough and the game against Wickham. Is there any little signs of worry there building in your head there, Matt? There? It's kind of the forms dropping off slightly.
1: Well, there's a, there was a gentleman on another podcast, I believe it was a second tier podcast, who argued that the form will drop off and he got a, a fair bit of flack for that. So uh, I wouldn't say that, that uh, I w- would be worried about that. I think it's not necessarily a lack of creativity, I think that is how a lot, of, a lot of sides will look at Reading and think they are very good, intricate, close passing. And they'll be looking to get sort of, you know, close down the space and just squeeze Reading to the point where they can't do that. So there is maybe the... You could argue that there would be that worry. But then again, on Tuesday night, we've seen that Reading can go route one. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily worried. I think there's, there's... You know, we're not expecting Reading to win every game for the remainder of the season. There will be games where... You know, we don't pick up all three points, but I, I wouldn't want to sit here top of the league by three points. I believe Uh, I wouldn't want to sit here and say I'm worried at all. I'm loving every minute, and to be honest, one nil is absolutely fine with me.
0: Totally, I take another fifteen of those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At all, play Mm -hmm. ugly. So, what is your prediction then for Saturday? Uh,
1: I think I think Reading will win. Um, I'm going to go two nil. I think I think it might be a case of sort of get one in the first half, battle away, maybe Rotherham will come at us and then look to get the equaliser and then we'll make the, make the points safe in the sort of last third of the game.
0: Six, that would be six clean sheets out of seven, which would be astonishing. It's already amazing, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. And, and credit to Liam Moore and, and Michael Morrison at the back, I think, you know, as well as the fullbacks, but those two in particular, they complement each other so, so well. I mean, Morrison wins absolutely everything, or he has been recently, everything in the air that's thrown at him he'll deal with. And Liam Moore, his positioning especially, I think, has been the most pleasing aspect of it. You look at how he uh, cleared off the line from House last weekend, just knew where to go. And there's such a good understanding between that back four. And I think we saw, as we we mentioned earlier, Estevez looks a, a real, like, he can add something going forward. Holmes, perhaps. Well, to be fair, Holmes as well as looked good going forward in an unfamiliar role. But yeah, I, I perhaps wouldn't mind seeing Estevez get the nod just to see what he can do from the off And because I think once him and uh, Sameda came on, Reading looked so much more purposeful going forward. So I think if we start with those two, or especially Estevez, and, and get a bit more support going down the right with uh, Richards on the left, yeah, I I think that the, the defence is looking absolutely brilliant at the moment. And, you know, we the, we have so many different angles of attack with the fullbacks as well now. So Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree on
0: Estevez, but the Samado one's tricky because who do you drop out for him to come in? It's a kind of... I think it's not I'm, an easy one to change up, is it? I'm, I'm not against the idea. I kind of agree with you, but who'd you take out?
1: Well, I think you, you look at again the, the number of games coming up and, and the fixture congestion. I don't think anyone would be dropping out through lack of form. Um Yaku Meite, okay, he didn't have his best game on on uh, Tuesday night, but I, I would have no no worries that he wouldn't, you know, rise to the occasion on Saturday. Every player's have off days. Um yeah, I think it could be one from a few players that may drop out if, if Panovic looks to freshen it up. Um, and I think there is that at the moment, given the the relative lack of injuries, albeit without you know John Swift in the middle, there is enough that we can sort of rotate at least a a, a few of the players and I think they'll do it equally as good a job.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I'm going for a two one win and Yaku may take to score the winner. Absolute limbs in nowhere uh, in the stage. Absolutely. Absolute, absolute, limbs absolute in
1: nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> just from one fist bump from me up in the press. Yeah. Box. Yeah. Well, that's enough.
0: That's enough. You're a Reading fan, so that's enough, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, I've realized, the, the Wickham one, especially, that was one that it was very tempting to sort of get up. And I thought, no, 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 no. no. Tweet, tweet, just tweet <laughs> it out.
0: No, no. Yeah. It must be in that mixed emotion there in between which to do first. Obviously, being a professional, you have to do the um, work bit first. Yeah. Well,
1: but, uh, professional's a bit of a stretch, but.
0: Well, no, no, well, no. Uh, that's for you to say, Matt, not me. I'm not saying
1: that. Uh, if I don't say it, someone will say so.
0: Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so we recorded a podcast this week with Jimmy Kebe. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely go and have a listen to it. He's a very elusive man. He wasn't easy to track down. But finally, we found a source that would help us get him on the podcast. And he was magnificent. Um, I'd recommend listening to it. I'm obviously very biased. But... It was really enjoyable doing it with him. So have a listen. Uh, you can get to Apple, I, Spotify, and everywhere. Score, go on, Matt.
1: I just have to ask you one question. A lot of people say Jimmy Kevin, their favourite Reading moment is obviously the West Ham United pulling the socks up. I may be completely in a minority. My favourite moment was the goal against West Brom in the FA Cup. That's definitely when, one of his. Uh, yeah, I think that was that. Of for me, when I, think of, when I think of Jimmy Kebe, that's always what comes to mind. I, I, think, I remember being at that game and just, just thinking oh okay that's that wasn't quite what I was expecting um albeit I was at the West Ham game as well and it was quite hysterical um, especially <laughs> yeah, no, especially being being, s- being sat in Y26 for the game it was quite quite amusing to see the reaction from the away sport
0: yeah when he runs past the crowd with his uh ear cut like oh yeah <laughs> did you enjoy that he actually says that <laughs> great man yeah great
1: man.
0: Uh, no it's quality so uh have a listen to that and um we're now going to go and talk with the opposition view, which is the Rotherham fan from the Rotherham United podcast. Now it's time for the view from the opposition and it's Mick from the Rotherham United podcast. Hi Mick, how are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? I'm not doing too bad. Obviously we're sat top of the league. Um, you're doing okay though, are you? You're in 17th. What do you think of your start so far?
2: Really happy with it, to be honest. Uh, Results-wise, not so, not so much. I think we 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 could have had it. We could have been uh, sitting a lot prettier, uh, but performance-wise, chalk and cheese from last time we were up here. Complete different side. So i uh, really happy with the performances. From what I heard,
0: you were quite unlucky against Norwich as well last Saturday. I mean, you had a golden opportunity to oh, go man, turn the zero, didn't you?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry to take you back to that place. <laughs> yeah, it's not a nice place. I mean, we we went 2-2 two two in Norwich and first half, no question we were the better side. Second half, after we've done most games this season, we dropped off a little bit. But they had one chance in the game to score, which they missed. Uh, <laughs> but yet, still managed to win 2-1. Uh, the, the, their first goal was an own goal. And... Uh, I defended. He had no choice. He got if if he didn't get something on it, it's going in the back of the net. Second goals a penalty, giving away, away by a lad that we've just signed who's played 20 minutes football this season. So uh, you know it was just one of those things. Uh, but we missed penalty as well. So you know to good two 0 up. But yeah, I'm happy with the starts despite the results. Yeah, I mean,
0: you're used to this kind of yo-yoing back from League One into the Championship. It's not a new thing for you to be in this league at all. So, kind of, you really must be looking at trying to just get stay up for that next season to be that, not go back down again. Because that must be frustrating a little bit as a fan.
2: It is a little bit, yeah. Well, it is a lot actually. I don't know. There's no point beating them out of the bush. Is that it? Is very frustrating. Things feel very different this season. Um, obviously, Paul Wan's been been managing now for I think this is his third or fourth season. He took over the last time we were in the in the championship, um, and it was a massive, massive job for him to even you know get us a few points before we went down. It was a sh- it was a shocking, shocking season for us. But he's had time. He's rebuilt. And he's built and rebuilt season after season. And to be honest with you, this is one of the best squads potentially that I can remember in my lifetime they've got the potential to be outstanding Um he's got a lot of work to do still got a lot of work to do but I genuinely hand on heart I'm a Yorkshireman I'm a pessimist by nature <laughs> you know, that's, what, that's what we do up here um, I don't see us going down I do not see us being anywhere even close
0: so you'll think that you're probably a little bit more confident staying up than maybe in previous times you've bounced back into the championship.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. We've got a much much better squad. Uh, the manager's had some time now to to really really build a, a, a decent squad. But the, the the main part of it and the, the, the difference really between now and and certainly the time we've been up there before is the culture. The whole culture around at the club is is just it's just different to anything that I've ever seen at my football club. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Everything that Sonic comes So times, times.
0: It's just a shame we can't go, isn't it? It's the problem yeah. we have, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, the last couple of times we've been up there, obviously we had, uh, we had Fatty Steve Evans and Mr. Uh, Mr., Mr. <coughs> Mr. I- amiable and Mr. Nice. Not. Um, so, you know, and, and, well, not the best manager we ever had, to be honest, although he gave us some great times. I have to be honest, but uh, it's different now and, and different in a real positive way.
0: Cool, so what kind of play formations are you seeing? I've seen that you're playing in a 4-3-3 three, three quite a lot at the moment. And is it as direct as it was previously under previous managers or is there a little bit more kind of, I hate to say it, football because you can win in any way, but you kind of know what I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, we are playing a lot more football this year. The The, the key to the way they've played so far and the issues that, uh, that Norwich had with us and a couple of the other teams that we've played, uh, is, is the press. We really press high and quick. Um, and, and, it's, and it's for 90 minutes. It, you know, it's not... It, we don't sort of do it for 10 minutes, drop off, 10, another 10 minutes sort of, you know, back end of the game or whatever. It is full-on 90 minutes. Um, we, when we played Forest the other night, they play a very similar way. Um, and and the, which which ended up with the game being really a bit quite scrappy, because you know both both teams couldn't keep the ball because everybody were pressing everybody else. Everybody, but yeah, that's the difference now. We don't. Um, we've certainly not been approaching any games away from home, looking just to survive and keep it, get a draw. We're they're out to win, end of. And you know even if they go one down, they're still out to win. Go one up. We don't sit back. We're going out to win. So it's it's certainly a different mentality now.
0: Yeah, well, I can tell you, uh, for your, your sake, that the teams that we've struggled the most against are the ones with a really consistent high press against us. Yeah, Definitely against Barnsley, we struggled. Defensively, they weren't very good at all. No. And recently against Wickham, although they were absolutely awful going forward. I mean, that's one of the worst teams I've ever seen in the Championship. I mean, we should have won by more, but I've got to say, those are the teams. So, for your sake, that's a kind of, I think you might have a little bit of success against us that way. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it's hard to know because we also are very good at finding the spaces in between them as well. So, if we do get an early goal, our defensive record is really good at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So What would you say is the major weakness of Rotherham at the moment that kind of slightly concerns you? Uh,
2: injuries, mm. injuries, definitely. Without without a shadow of a doubt, uh, our lineup up against Forest on Tuesday night, and uh, the left side of defence, the average, age, the, the, the the total age of the centre half and left back, who oh, was the right back by the way, um, was was over seventy. Um, <laughs> okay. It was two two thirty six year olds. Uh, we have got a 36 year old right back playing at left back, um, and and a, a centre half. Um, our left back will be back on on Saturday, um, so hopefully, anyway, uh, he's been he's been isolating because of COVID. So, um, yeah, I mean, s- defensively we're struggling because of the injuries we've got prior to prior to the injuries prior to the Norwich game. We were solid as a rock at the back, absolutely solid as a rock. Um, that's, if there's any going to be any weakness, that's where it's going to be. Getting in behind uh, Richard Wood, who's now, as I said, very, very experienced, but he's, he's 36 and he's not um, he's not that quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like hear
2: that. I like to
0: hear that because Lucas Jow has uh, definitely got a bit of pace oh. about him and strength as well and good in the air. Oh, so, yeah, that. yeah. Sorry, Mick. I'm no. sorry. I'm bringing you bad news here,
2: aren't I? <laughs> well, he's an ex. He's an ex Wednesday player.
0: I know, I know.
2: <laughs> so you know, if you, if if any Reading fans out there want to put some money on a, a goal scorer, your man because he always scores against us. I hope always, every I, I
0: hope he continues it, and I hope he doesn't stop at one, Mick.
2: I'll <laughs> do me five; one will do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, so obviously, there's been quite a few matches between the two teams over the years. I mean, last season it was two one all draws. There was a really well, season before sorry yeah. there was um a really typical Reading performance in that season giving away a last minute equaliser when Rotherham totally deserved to get a draw in that game at least at home yeah. at in your
2: place do you have memories of that one um yeah I do um I, my memory to be fair my memories of that season I've, I've tried to I've tried to sort of you know, forget about it as much as possible. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember the the game down at your place. We came down, uh, came down to the game, and um, that I think that ended a one-one as well, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, it was a really difficult time for us, really difficult because we were sort of as as we when we came down to uh, to, to your place, we were literally saying, bye, saying goodbye to championship again. And um, so we we've, we've tried to. Tried to get rid of those memories, really. Um, my main memory of, uh, against Reading was the, the season before that we were in the Championship when we managed to beat it at our place on a, on a night, in a night game down at New York Stadium. And uh, that kept us up um, that season. So we were lucky, really. Very lucky. Um, it might not. In fact, it might not have even been season. But it might have been the one before that. that I we're think it better. might have been. Yeah, either.
0: I think you've been up and down so much. I'm not surprised to get them all yeah.
2: confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, and you also, when you go down, you just blank those out a little bit, don't you? They're not yeah, in the back. Yeah, you yeah. do. And 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 the Steve Evans era, like I, 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 we, we we spoke before we came before we came on. You know, the Steve Evans era for us was. It, he gave us some fantastic times, some absolutely fantastic times. That that day out at Wembley against Leighton Orient, the the, the Alex Ravel goal, ambitious but brilliant. What a fantastic goal that is! And then, you know, the memories of that are fantastic. But when you look back at what he did to the club while we were up there in the Championship, and um, and 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 the staff and everything else, it's just it, it does leave a bit of a bitter taste. Um, and and from that from that point onwards, you know, from when we sacked him, that went going down that season. It's been it's been a long road to get to where we are now. So yeah, yeah. definitely, I mean, I can
0: being relegated. Obviously, we haven't done that for a while. Last time we relegated was from the Premier League. It's a kind yeah. of thing that we but we have come close to being relegated from the Championship for the last three or four seasons. Yes. it's not something that we haven't been a million miles away from and something that we have done during that period is spent a lot of money nick now <laughs> i heard on your podcast the rotherham united podcast yeah you were saying that reading football club don't deserve to be in the football league <laughs> what are your thoughts on that nick <laughs>
2: right right let me let me bear in mind you. your audience here <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let me put a bit of meat on those bones, shall we? Uh, obviously it's uh, our podcast is very partisan. We'll uh, we'll we'll try and um, try and talk down the opposition and talk up ourselves because nobody else will talk us up because we're not usually doing that very good, that much good. So um yeah, I mean looking at the history of Rodham United, and I am not gonna go on and on because this this could take ages, but you look at our history and, and the the points deductions we've had over the years the financial problems that we've had, um, much of it probably of our own making in terms of the people in charge of the club. Um, I think over, overall we've had just over 30 points deducted from us over over the last 10, 15 years, um, and all for financial issues, i.e. going into administration. Um, so when our current chairman take, took over, uh, he's a businessman, but he ain't going to put a lot of money in. He's always said he won't. But having said that, he's made the club profitable. He's taken us to a fantastic new stadium. It might be small, but it's a fantastic new stadium. We're a profitable club. Even last term in the in the in the championship, we we turned a profit. Might have been a small one, but we we turned a profit. And he's basically trying to make the club sustainable. So then we walk. We one of the one of the problems we've always had as a club. And I'm sure Reading may have a similar sort of issue. I don't know who your local derby, or local rivals are or whatever. You've got a them, Mick. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Our our issue is with Sheffield Wednesday. Now, Sheffield Wednesday are a bigger club, no doubt. Well, Sheffield Wednesday have got a bigger ground. Um, But 50% of their supporters live in Rotherham. Literally. Really? Okay. If If you took their season ticket... Uh, addresses and and everything else 50% of them live in Rotherham so it's really frustrating for us as a club because we know that they've got the potential for that fan base and not only that the way that that club is run financially is just it's embarrassing really I mean they've they've got massive massive issues so I did a little bit of research into that found out how much they were paying on wages and obviously then I see that Reading (laughs) The season that we're yeah, fair we enough. Yeah, um, we're spending two hundred and twenty-three percent of their income on wages. It's mad. It and, mad. Yeah, and it sort of makes you think. Well, I don't know. It's perhaps a bit. I don't know. whether it's a little bit of jealousy. Well, what it is, I don't know. It's, well, it's just football fans, in it? You know, they've got they've managed to stay up and spend all that money that they've got, and and st- so it's that kind of thing. Uh, so I guess that's prob- probably where I'm coming from. I'd be really interested to know, as a Reading supporter, how that sits with you, that sort of financial issue, that sort of finance kind of thing. I don't like it.
0: No, I don't like the fact that we're spending way over what we've got. Because Mm. we had a chairman and an owner many years ago, we've had numerous ones since, in Sir John Modeski, who did exactly that structure he really tried to make us sustainable going forward and we did get to the Premier League and we had the stadium which was named after him, maybe not a fan of that as well (laughs) but he didn't choose that, that was someone else but we kind of, no I'm not a fan of it at all and many Reading fans hate it as well, it's definitely not something that we sit and go oh wow look at us we've spent all this money and we've achieved virtually nothing with it in the last three years I think that is an absolute, it's a disaster We've yeah. spent all this money, with massively in debt. If our owner was to walk away right now, we'd be in a worse position than you. Yeah. Absolutely no doubt on that. Yeah. And no, it doesn't sit comfortably with me at all. No, right. I, I don't like it, and I wish we could be more sustainable. So that's your thought from a Reading fan, not all Reading fans, but that's the one from me.
2: So, yeah, yeah. I am sure. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the view I kind of expected, and it's probably mm. the view that we're our club in that situation. It would be my view as well. Yeah. Because you've got to be realistic. You want your club to still be there, um, and you know, despite the, the 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 banter and everything else, I wouldn't. I do not want to ever see any football club go out of business, because because it's you know it's it's about the sports, It's not about the club, is it? Um, except perhaps Wednesday, because then we might get. Some <laughs> oh no, I
0: understand that, that completely. <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> I understand that. No, with a football club going bankrupt, it's a kind of it's I, the players have got you would hope they've got enough money. It's the everyday staff that I feel
2: for.
0: And when you have a relegation, because those are the ones that leave. And that's when you talk about the financial thing. I totally understand that, and I respect that. But as a fan, you also enjoy it when you have big signings coming in. I can't pretend that I don't enjoy that. So, yeah. 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 So, getting back to the game that we've got on Saturday, what is going to be your score prediction
2: then? Um, Well, I'm not very good with these. And if you listen to any of, other, any of our other podcasts, I've been wrong on everyone, so I'm going to say we're <laughs> going to win. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. And um, I think, you know, it, I'd like to think that we, we might be able to get a lead and hold on to one this time. Uh, because that has been our Achilles heel so far this season. So I'm going to go 2-1. To I went 2-1 to, to, uh, to Rotherham on our podcast. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. Okay,
0: I think I'm going to go for, I think you will score. We've only let in one goal this season, but that can't continue. We haven't even had many shots against this. It's been really, really bizarre. I think, I'm going to say 2-1, but I think that you might take the lead as well. I've just got that feeling it's going to be that kind of game. And there's not going to be much in it. It's going to be a small error by a player, a referee, decision. I can't see us getting any big scores against you at all, because we're top of the league. But we're not the best team in the league. No, let's be realistic. You know, I'd like to say we are. And if we are in 10 games time, we're still there. I'll say brilliant. But yeah, yeah. I'm also kind of not going to be as silly and think we're Norris City and the top of the league and stuff. So, yeah. So, thanks a lot for joining us, Mick. I really appreciate it. And um, uh, I hope you enjoy watching the John Bodaisky Stadium. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, speak to you again maybe later in the season. Cheers. You will definitely. That's great.